Hello, Blog hello. Hello, greetings to all my professional powerhouses out there. I, of course, am happy to present this to you today. I would like to introduce myself first. This is Danielle Adams, and I help bring professional leaders and entrepreneurs back from the brink of burnout. My mission is to positively impact your leadership potential by getting you plugged back into being the powerhouse that you are meant to be. So first, I would like to talk about something straight out of the headlines. And that is the power of venting. I think we've seen a lot of that post-election. There's been a lot of post-election venting going on, uh, I would say, just about everywhere. You could probably stand in the grocery line at this point and hear it from someone. Um, And normally, we live in a society where it is totally against the rules of any kind of propriety or etiquette to talk about politics. Um, But I think that at this current time, we're experiencing something that has really been an unprecedented episode in American history. And I think a lot of people are really looking to start a conversation about what's going on. So I just want to remind everybody out there that you have to make the conversation a dialogue instead of a diatribe. Um, expressing one's feelings in a tactful way is a wonderful way for us to all pave a path to understanding, empathy, and compassion. So listening to an opposing point of view may be difficult, but uh, be open to it. It can definitely also be rewarding. Be open to learning different perspectives. That being said, I would like to dedicate this episode to bank branch managers. I used to be one at one time, and I know that this is the the kickoff to the time of year where things just get totally crazy. You know what, while we're at it, let me include in that number retail managers as well. The hours are crazy, and, and I know there's a lot going on. You're trying to keep everybody in line. So that being said, I would like to talk today about SOS, which is not the kind of SOS that If you worked in the restaurant industry you're familiar with, that stuff is nasty. No, we're talking about shiny object syndrome. That always rears its ugly head this time of year. You know, for a manager, you are typically getting refocused on year-end goals. You're trying to make that final drive toward really sticking it and ending the year on a strong note, especially if if you are incentivized by sales or or quotas. Um, You know, your your employees are often worrying about everything else. They're not looking at numbers like you are. They're not sitting in front of reports every morning. They're thinking about, oh, my gosh, did I remember to buy the yams? And who's making the the green bean casserole? Where are we going? How are we getting to so-and-so's house for Thanksgiving? And so on and so on. So how do you keep your employees focused on the work at hand without being an insensitive Grinch? So my first advice to you would be, to be human. Set the example by staying focused on yourself. And this may sound like a somewhat convoluted way of getting there, but trust me on this one. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of your team. So here are a few ways for you to do that. Uh, First of all, consider taking some time off yourself. It's really important that You give yourself the time that you need to reset and recharge so that you can be the best manager that you possibly can be 
for your team. The next thing is avoid taking your work home. <laughs> this sounds like an obvious thing to do. However, a lot of people do put in more hours when they go home for the day. They take home the laptop. They take home the smartphone or the tablet. You have your papers and your folders, and you go home, you change your clothes, and then you set up and start back to doing work again. Try to avoid this during this time of year if this is your more stressful time of year in your business because even though you feel like you're being more productive that way, it can also be counterproductive for you when you're not really fueling and filling your own personal tank of self-care. Another thing that you need to do for yourself is clear your mind. Sounds easy, doesn't it? Well, part of resetting and recharging is in clearing your mind. I know a lot of people who cannot sleep at night because there are so many things that are going on in their brain that it just doesn't shut off. Be mindful of this. I will go as far as saying that, yes, you can certainly consider meditation. I know it's not for everyone if you have difficulty really quieting the, the, the mind. If you need some help, go to YouTube. Cut it out. There's plenty of help for you to find ways of doing that. And if you need some centering exercises, I'll tell you how to reach me later. Then you also want to start looking at your activities, are you a multitasker? If you have raised your hand with a proud, you know, an exuberant answer of yes, then put your hand down. Sit down. Stop multitasking. <laughs> a lot of people feel that this is a very effective way of being productive, and the truth is is actually counterproductive as well. Typically, if you're a multitasker, you may be doing more than one thing at one time. However, how many of those things get finished or completed at the level or expectation of quality or attention that it really needs? You can't really give your full attention to something if you're doing more than one thing at the same time. So definitely invest in your attention to detail by doing just one thing at a time. Start one, finish one, move on to the next. Don't overcommit. This is a, another great way to avoid multitasking because if you would just commit to the things that you absolutely can do, then you should be good to go. For any mid-level managers, that probably sounds like the best joke you've heard this, this afternoon. However, keep in mind that you still do have a choice. There are choices that you that you can make with the information that you have. So if you are able to make the choice to decline participating in something or to decline doing something, then do it. If not, set a reasonable expectation for when you'll be able to complete it and begin to negotiate what that timeline needs to look like with the person or the party who's requesting that from you. And then the last thing that you need to do to take care of yourself is take care of your temple. I mean, I don't mean shovel in as much pumpkin pie and biscuits and mashed potatoes and gravy as you can. What I really mean by that, of course, is taking care of your body so that your mind can be at ease, whatever that means for you. If that means that you are going to the gym three days a week or you take a walk in the evening and, and get some fresh, crisp air, then do that for yourself. 
whatever it is that you need to do to feel refreshed. Drink more water. See if you can squeeze in some yoga once a week. Do whatever it is that you can. So that being said, now that we've taken care of you, now let's deal with your team. (laughs) Okay, so let's look at your team. What can you do to make them feel like they can stay on track and stay on target to reach your goals for the end of the year? First, I would say start by acknowledging each member of your team and, and acknowledge that this is a busy time for them both personally and professionally. And then with that, you can validate their feelings of excitement, stress, or overwhelm. I think it's really important for you to humanize your approach by simply doing these two things, acknowledge and validate that their, their feelings are real for them. Even if you feel for whatever reason it's irrational or inappropriate for the workplace, you can address that accordingly. But by validating their feelings, what you're doing is saying, hey, it's perfectly understandable that you feel stressed out at this time of year. It's totally it's totally understandable that you would be stressed out about going to your mother-in-law's even though she really can't stand the side of your face. These are things that your employees might be thinking about. So just be mindful. The next thing that you can do is reinforce your mission statement. Okay, now I'm going to assume that you already have a mission statement for your company. If you don't, then what I would recommend you do is you would just have to write a quick, short version of that for your company. So that's one way to start. Now, once you review that with the team, what that's going to do is it's going to bring it back home for everyone so that it makes it fresh again. It's a great way to remind everyone what's important to the organization as well as to all of them for the sake of meeting the goals. Okay? So once you've done that, you'll be in great shape. Now, the next thing that you want to do is bring your team back to basics and, of course, remind them of their fundamental purpose as well as the short and long-term goals. Okay? Now, Let's get to the next part. The next thing that you can certainly do is reinforce focus with fun. Now, how do you do that? This is a great time of year to incorporate the spirit of the holidays into fun little contests that keep motivation and engagement high. A great way to engage your emerging leaders on your team is also by delegating this task to them. So what I used to do in the, in the branch where I worked would be to take whoever was performing at the highest level and I would actually delegate whatever contest it was to them. I would even let them choose what it would be and let them create it. Now, if it sounds like you are quelling a distraction with another distraction, in a way, you're right. But what you're doing is you're just channeling that energy into something that can have a positive result. Uh, One of the games that we used to play, for example, was bingo. 
sounds totally silly, but this is something that is a very low-maintenance way to play with your team. It doesn't take a lot of energy. You can pretty much go on Google and easily find a, an empty bingo card that you can print out. And what you do is you just type in whatever it is that you're looking to achieve with your bingo card. So whether it is additional sales or if you are looking to get more clients, then those are all things that you would want to incorporate, of course, into the bingo card. And this way you have a great fun way of getting everyone to participate. Okay. So the next thing that you really want to do with your team is celebrate your successes. It is incredibly important that during this time of year, you also validate the good work that your team has done up to this point. So you can do this, of course, by awarding something at the end of the contest or you can also highlight the things that have been done very well up to this point. If you're the type of organization that keeps track of your goal points, I would say quarterly, you can pretty much break down who was the highest performer in each quarter and celebrate that. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the conundrum of all of the things that have gone wrong during the year. And during this time of year, we start to assess, well, what are we going to do better in the next year? Well, by doing that, sometimes we are hinging on the negative and really sticking in that, that realm a little too long. So find different ways to celebrate your accomplishments and highlight the good performance that you've seen throughout the year up to this point. Another thing that you can do would be to share some small tokens of appreciation because these go a long way. So don't be a humbug, Scrooge, okay? <laughs> you can do all kinds of different little things. Bagels and coffee are an easy and inexpensive way to just tell people thank you and eat. Go be happy. <laughs> or you can do a little catered lunch for your team to make them feel special. Um, some other ideas would include giving them certificates of accomplishment for the things that aren't normally being measured. I, I would actually say, of course, you're celebrating already their successes, yes. But if you are looking at some of the finer things that make different members of your team stand out or make them special or in particular an asset to the team, these are things that aren't necessarily being formally measured, but you can still reward them. So what I used to do is I would give out certificates during team huddles to what I would call my road warriors because these were the people who no matter what the weather was, they were always at work, on time, and they just brought it every single day. So I would give them certificates, and I would call them my road warriors. They knew it was just a fun way to recognize the fact that they were there, but it was also my show of appreciation to them. Um, another thing that you can also reward people for, especially if you're not formally measuring it, is people who are innovative. If they come up with ideas or if they help you to help motivate other members of the team, I think it's very important that you acknowledge these people and also acknowledge them in front of the rest of the team. 
show them that appreciation, show them that love, and you're going to keep getting more of it. You may get even more on top of it. So when it's all over, you have to reflect. Who was naughty? Who was nice? Who took unscheduled days off or longer than normal lunch breaks? Who was able to keep their cool with their peers or even with customers? This this is a really big one because during this time of year, as you may have already experienced, in different businesses there are often a lot of people who will take advantage of your staff or take advantage of your team. Uh, of course, the goal as a manager is not to allow that to happen. Yes, you're going to protect them to the best of your ability. However, sometimes there are some meanies who slip through the cracks, so just make sure that you acknowledge that with your staff as well. But also reflect on which strategies worked and maybe what didn't go as planned. These are the things that you can reevaluate and identify areas for improvement and also to create an immediate remedial plan going into the new year. These are the types of things that you can really begin to uh, construct your learning and development plan around for the next year, and you're, you're well on your way. So in the end, it's all about productivity and engagement. Not all distractions in the workplace are bad. Keep that in mind. Use them to your advantage if and when you can, and create a work environment that doesn't feel heavy. At the grand, in the grand scheme of things, at the end of the day, however you want to say it, whichever cliche it is that you use, just keep in mind that your team is not going to be productive if they're really not engaged in the process. So you want to always keep in mind that in order for them to feel that they are attached to the mission of your company, you also have to engage with them on a personal level. It's very important that you make them feel like they're still people during these times and show them that you're one too. Okay? So here we are. We are just about to wrap up. My parting quote for today is, skip the religion and politics and head straight to the compassion. Everything else is a distraction. And that's by Talib Kweli, who is a perform- an entertainer and a, a writer. And I think it's a great, a great quote for uh, this day and age right now. I think it's important that we get right to the compassion. We have maybe lost a little sight of that already, and we are really, really in a fantastic place where there is an opportunity to really begin to understand one another on a deeper level. So that's it for Mostly Business today. I want to thank you so much for listening. Before I close out, I do want to invite you to visit queensweetcoach.com. You can connect with me by subscribing to my list and blog updates. You can also like or follow Queen Suite on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. I'm not on Snapchat just yet, but I guess it's only a matter of time. 
And then, of course, I do want to remind you that you can subscribe to my updates, and you can certainly tune in the next time on I'm on air, and I invite you to do that. So thank you so much for listening today, and I wish more power to you.